Jess. And I'm Mariah. And this is Ghoulish Gals Podcast. That's the wrong button. <laughs> no, for fuck's sake. Oh this is going to be a long one. This is going to be... Well, you know, now that we've spent like an hour <laughs> just talking about <laughs> life... We had to catch up. I didn't see last Friday. Yeah. A duh. lot has happened. Oh, too much <laughs> has happened. Too much is happening. Mm-hmm. God damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I feel bad. I was listening to the couple recordings for this week, and the one that I did for today, I had stuff pulled up on my computer, and I was all, like, up on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. My arms aren't that long, and my eyes aren't that good. <laughs> no, no, and I was... I thought I was tired the last time I was over here. I'm fucking exhausted. Listen, you just let me know if we need to make a Taco Bell run. Oh, we're, we're going to make something. We either we're going to Walmart or we're going to Taco Bell or both. I mean, there is Pizza Hut up there, but that's just not going to hit the spot at like 1 o'clock in the morning. No, no. Guaranteed. No. Um, Listen. Especially since I was trying to finish typing my notes that I was not able to do until yesterday at work. And I was falling asleep, <laughs> and it took me ten minutes to type four words before I finally gave up and said, "Fuck it, we're just it's gonna fun. read Wikipedia. We're gonna wing it." <laughs> at least it's all, at least you're prepared this Listen, week. Listen, <laughs> this took me like a week and a half. I thought I was like, you know what? Uh, Jess is gonna be gone. We're gonna have a week with no recording. I'm gonna I'm gonna start like a bigger case, but not like a ridiculously huge case. Cause I'm gonna save that for like when I'm in the hospital and stuff. I'm gonna need something to do, you know. <laughs> Even though they tell you, oh, sleep in the baby, sleeping in the hospital, babe. I am used to not sleeping, so like I'm sorry, my body might do that for like the first day I'm in the hospital. Yeah. It might be like, oh shit, we just gave a gave birth oh, let's sleep after that like day two and day three my, my body has spent the last two years two and a half years not sleeping when my baby is sleeping it's not gonna fucking happen mm-hmm. unless there's gonna be a miracle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no i can hope uh. okay <laughs> i'm so sorry for this this is um granted they're front and back but you know i have tiny little handwriting and like a look I can't relate this there's this right and then there's some of it that just gets like so small <laughs> what in the world why is it so tiny and that's because i was just trying to fit as much as i could onto some pages so um 18 pages of notes granted it's probably like it's nine pieces of paper but it's all front to back teeny tiny handwriting so sorry about that. It's fine. Um, so we're we're gonna talk about Madame Marie Delphine Lalaurie. Ooh. I, I know not... that there was a couple people right in the beginning that were asking us if we were gonna do that. And mm-hmm. I told them we would get to it. Okay. We'll so if y'all there. are still here, <laughs> here it is. Um, get ready. I'm not fully prepared because I did not look up any pronunciations for these French names. Um <laughs> should I get my phone and look them up? <sighs> 
We'll just do elevator music if we have to look something up. <laughs> I guarantee there's going to be something on the first page of notes that we have to look up. Got my phone ready. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Lori, 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 Lori. Y'all got lucky because this would have been probably almost 30 pages of notes. However. I was gracious enough to say that I do the ghost <laughs> stuff for this. She had mentioned. She was like. I'm looking, should I do something haunted? And I was like, you can do the Lori ghost stuff if you want. At that point, I was at like 16 pages of notes, I think. Something ridiculous. 16 or 17. And she was like, yeah, I'll do that. Because ghosts, even though ghost stuff is hard to look up sometimes, it's way easier for me to just take screenshots of shit and read it. Because you've already right. done all the history portions, right. now oh, I just yeah. have to tell a story. Oh yeah, I could have oh. done so much more history. I said this is me reining myself in. Well, get ready. This may or may not be three parts of just this. Yeah, well, just like history before and before like, we get to what the ghost stuff. Unless the third episode is like a, a wrap up for that, and then I add the ghost stuff after because it probably won't be long enough. For like its own episode because as of right now what i'm finding is not a lot but i'm yeah. gonna keep digging i'm not busy next week i will have more time <laughs> i just had Ooh. fucking appointments and stuff going on every day this week and multiple things going on every day yeah plus i still had to go to work right know, right and edit the two episodes for the week and because I had them for two weeks and I didn't do them because procrastination, neurodivergence. <laughs> also, uh, I just had to drink a bunch of coffee with uh, espresso because I'm literally falling asleep. Um, I might get a little nuts. I have like a few sips in here, but now it's cold and like... Listen, it's not worth it. I'm a fucking heathen and will reheat my coffee in the microwave. Um, and I drink iced coffee. I will not drink hot coffee if it has cooled down. And I was oh, not expecting sorry. cold coffee. Okay, I'm a fucking heathen. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's finally iced. Let me drink this. Because <laughs> iced coffee is life oh, for man. me. You need to get. Um, the Mr. Coffee iced coffee maker. It comes with a cup and everything. Um, my cup just broke because toddler? The, the toddler dropped it on accident. Oh. I was using it for water, too, because it's just, like, a good size. Um, and she likes to drink out of Mom's cups. Um, and she tried to get it off the counter and just couldn't quite reach it. And, you know, yeah, okay. kind of cat-potted a little it's bit. It's okay, baby. She, she was so scared. She was like... I was like, oh, baby, it's okay. And she said, yes. And I was like, oh, baby, it's okay. We can just clean up the mess. It's no biggie. It's okay, biggie. No biggie. <laughs> Listen, I refuse that to let her. That nickname is so fucking cute. I love it. I just, I refuse to let her be scared to make a mess. Or, like, I refuse to let her be scared of my reaction if she does make a mess. Well, yeah. Because, like, listen, did I like that cup? Yes. Do I love you more than I love a fucking cup? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I have other cups. I have a plethora of mason jars because, you know, your girl is broke, um, but also your girl likes to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. 
Fun fact, they're not all mason jars. Some of them are salsa jars or spaghetti sauce jars. It's a jar. You just clean it and take the label off. <laughs> Duh. It's a jar. Duh. It right. works. <clears throat> I almost brought, like, um, uh, <laughs> an emotional support stuffy. <laughs> but my ass was too tired. I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> And I just, I left the house. It's fine. Yeah, you um you might need one, but maybe not till a little bit later. Now, I have heard some of this because... Okay, Mor- I will not say. Not morbid, uh, and that's why we drank yep. it. Yeah. And it's terrible. I will say, um, I love, M, I love you. M, I love you. Christine, I love you. I love you guys. I will say, um, in doing my own research, some of this stuff... That was mentioned in, and that's why we drink, was kind of some of the more sensationalized stuff that was never quite proven. Uh. Um, so there is that little bit of hope there. Am I putting any of that shit past her? No, no. no. This lady's the devil, um, literally. Uh, I um, am personally choosing to hold up just a tiny bit of hope that these people did not suffer that much. <clears throat> Anyways, here we go. Strap um, in, so. ghouls and ghouls and gals and ghoulish gals. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Continue. You know what you look like right now. What? Do you remember? Have you seen Bad Moms? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Never mind. I'll show you the movie clip after this. I mean, I'm sure I won't because I'm 99% certain I will forget, and you will not remember to remind me. But you know, uh-huh. we'll pretend it's fine. <laughs> Uh So, Marie, uh, her born name, the name she was born with, was Marie Delphine McCarty. And she was born March 19th of 1787 in New Orleans to a very wealthy family. Shocker. Oh, yeah. Most of the men in her family did come from, like, a military background, and most of them were landowners. Shocker. Not shocking for the times, you know. Shocker. (laughs) You mean to tell me that she grew up in a big fucking plantation mansion with a bunch of slaves? Oh, yeah. At her just, behest every second of the day? Just <laughs> fucking wait until I fucking... This bitch made me so fucking mad. She is, like, truly... Oh, my God. She's okay. the devil. Anyways, her father's name was Louis Bartholomew de McCarty. Bartholomew? Yep. Not Bartholomew? Yep. Ah. Yep. (laughs) I was like reading and I was like, let me just check that. So I went to a different source and I was like, Bartholomew. Three sources? Checked a third source? Yep. Bartholomew. I was like, okay. I guess. Oh, also, I don't know if it's Louis or Louis. Louis. (laughs) We're just going to go Louis. Yeah. It's fine. Anyways, um, Louis slash Louis was knighted as the Chevalier of the Royal and Military Order of St. Louis. Um, Chevalier just means knight in French. And this is the first fun fact, and I had to get a couple of, like, actual, like, fun facts that had nothing to do with this, because this this is, like, a lot, okay? Um, So the Royal and Military Order of St. Louis was founded on April 5th of 1693, by King Louis the Fourteenth, and it was named after King Louis the Ninth of France, and was intended to be a reward for exceptional officers. But it was a pretty like notable thing 
as it was the first decoration that could be given to non-nobles. Huh. Interesting. Fun fact. Fun facts. Fun facts with Mariah. <laughs> um, you got your phone ready? Oh. <laughs> so her I, mother. I started and then I got um, sidetracked. Here, I will have you try to pronounce that and see if you say any different than I would. Marie. <laughs> you just stare blankly at it. Is that an L-E? Yes. At the end? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Because, like, I got Marie... And then you said Janae, but that does not look like Janae to me. I don't know. Is that Janae? How do you spell Janae? That's that's a Haitian soldier. Oh. Um there's there's another <laughs> Is it two ends or one end? Two ends? Two ends. Uh L E <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> L E We'll put elevator music. Like like Le Miserable. McCarty. Pronunciation. <laughs> pronounce. How to pronounce this name. Pronounce in English. Mary Jane. What? Marie Jeanne L'Erable. <laughs> That's not fucking helpful at all. Uh, um... Marie Jeanne L'Erable. I'm just gonna Marie Jeanerable. Sure. We'll fucking go with Marie it. Marie Jane Lurable. Lurable. <laughs> you can say it that way. Marie Jane Lurable. No, that sounds fucking stupid. Marie Jeanerable. Le Habre. Whatever the fuck. Um, I'll just I'm just gonna clip yeah. this. Yep, yep. <laughs> Marie Jeanerable. Okay. There. Okay, so um, <laughs> there you go. That's how you pronounce it. Um, my just call her English Marie. speaking ass uh, has zero, zero uh, ability to pronounce that. I get Marie Jeanne, uh zero ability to pronounce the last the last name. It's like Les Miserable, but but like it's, not. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> I think it's Lerable. <laughs> Lerable. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Moving on. We're going to start. <laughs> Ten minutes. So, um, she was actually known as the Widow Le Comte because her marriage to Louis B. McCarty was actually her second marriage. Again, uh, when we talk about uh, LaLaurie, okay, we're talking privilege. <laughs> yes. Okay. Both of her parents were really prominent in the town's um, European Creole community. Creole? Creole? Creole. Yeah, I said it right the first time. Don't second guess yourself, Mariah. Fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally all we do. <clears throat> second guess ourselves. Uh, her uncle by marriage, Esteban Rodriguez Miro. Why can I pronounce Spanish names better than French? Is it because my aunt married a Mexican guy when, like, I was very little? I'm actually not bad with Spanish. It's probably because us in our area are around that dialect so much. Well, and, like, 
I don't know, my my uncle, he's, like, a great guy. I fucking love him. But, like, I distinctly remember, like, when I was younger, first of all, I would bring Spanish homework home, and he would just laugh and be like, That's not <laughs> we do Spanish. not talk like that. Oh, my God. No, it's, it's fucking it's, true. Yeah. Because they teach you the proper Spanish. Oh, yeah. But, like, English. It's like that for any language. Like, English. Yeah, you it's you like shortcut so formal, and but there's they don't teach you formalize and slang. Yeah, and, you know all that stuff. But he also would just like he did this for like all of us when we were growing up. He would not speak to us in English for like a long time because like he wanted us to be exposed, and so we ended up picking up quite a bit of Spanish. Do I remember any of it? No, because <laughs> it's been long. It's been years, and I've not had to really use any of it. I still know, like, the bare basics, but that's really it. Hola. Anyways. <laughs> no habla inglés. <laughs> Anyways, you can delete me um, bragging about my <laughs> bare, bare minimum Spanish skills. It's okay. I have bare minimum Spanish skills, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, her uncle by marriage was the governor of the Spanish-American provinces of Louisiana, and Florida from 1785 to 1791. Her cousin, Augustine de McCarty, was the mayor of New Orleans from 1815 to 1820. Jesus. Yeah. So her dad is knighted. Yep. Her, um, no, her uncle? Her uncle by marriage. Okay. And then... And her cousin. Cousin. Yep. And her mom was like... Also part of, you know. All of that. Yeah. Jesus. So listen, by 1794, okay, no, she was born in 1787. Okay, okay. remember that. 87. Now we're in 94. Yes. By 1794, her family had a 1,344-acre plantation. Listen. That's a lot. Okay. If you've never been, like, on a farm. Okay. Aren't acres, like, most farms now, like, one or two acres? Yeah. Like, if you're buying land, like, if you're looking at buying land, even, like, ten acres can run you into, like, depending on the location, can run you into, like, $100,000. Easy. For ten acres. Mm-hmm. Today. Yes. And that's not, like, a little space no, either. No, it's, it's a lot. They had, by 1794, 1,344 acres of plantation. So they had all of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it, but Louisiana's big. I know. It's like uh, New Orleans, at least. Like, half of New Orleans. Way <laughs> too much. New Orleans. Way too fucking much. Okay. Oh God. So, like, when I say privilege, I mean fucking yes. privilege. Yes. Okay. Now, in 1791, we're backtracking a few years, she was only four years old. Mm-hmm. So, she had not even been alive for a decade yet when her family had that much of a plantation. What the fuck? I cannot. My <sighs> broke ass brain cannot comprehend is that what financial stability is? What the fuck? <laughs> that's not financial stability. That's no, excess. that's excess. Yeah. <laughs> that is excess. Uh, that's like uh, Jeffrey Bezos, Elon Musk. Uh, excess. 
Anyways, <laughs> so, in 1791, right, Delphine's only four years old. Okay. Um, the Haitian Revolution began. Listen, I'm putting this in the simplest, like, most direct terms that I can here. Because every site, every source was, like, trying to make it all flowery and make it seem like it was, you know, oh, you know, it was it? No. I'm putting it in the simple terms, direct, because y'all be pissing me off with your flowery fucking words. Okay. Basically, it was a slave rebellion, mm-hmm. which <clears throat> is an armed uprising of slaves to fight for their freedom. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of these sites, because, you know, it's New Orleans, a lot of the sites were, like, southern you know, whatever. So a lot of them were like, the wording was just giving me like yuck vibes. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, oh, you know, if they would have anyways. So, uh, a bunch of slaves decided they didn't like to be slaves because Uh who wants to be a fucking slave? And I don't know. Sometimes it sounds nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, sorry. Um, They basically uh, tried to fight for their fucking right to just exist without, you know. You mean without being whipped, tortured, beaten, starved, imprisoned, left for dead, work to the bone, die in the fields and just walk over your friend. Yep. Yep. Leave them there. Um, It's good for the soil. uh, This revolution uh, had the slave owners scared. As they should be, you fucking bastards. Did they burn down their thousand plus acres of plantation? Well, no, not them. But Delphine's uncle, not by marriage, but her other uncle, um, had actually been murdered by his slaves in 1771. That was before this, but still, you know. I mean, maybe don't be a shitty person and you don't have to worry about getting murdered by people you're abusing. Crazy, I know. Treat Um, humans like humans? What? So, unfortunately, uh, revolutions like this did cause many slave owners to be even more harsh and even more abusive um, out of, like, a fear of another insurrection. Uh, Maybe. Maybe let's not say we own people. (laughs) Guess what, bitch? I own you. (laughs) Fight me. (laughs) I'll eat you. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in 1807, her mother did unfortunately pass away. <laughs> so oh no. Mary Jane is gone. This is where I was like, white people really have, white men specifically, really have all the fucking audacity, don't they? Okay. <laughs> so her father, um, he started to seek out companionship. That was common for the time, still is. Okay, your wife died, you want someone, understandable. But he did this in a rather untraditional way. Uh, it was a pretty popular way, but just pretty go into town and say, you're my wife now. Oh, no. Um, he began a long-term relationship with a woman named Sophie Musante. Okay? So, Sophie, listen, all this terminology makes me feel gross. But for the sake of you understanding just how awful these people were, like, we know they're bad. But just so you understand just how awful these people were, I'm going 
to like not sugarcoat the terminology. Okay. So this woman, Sophie, was what they called at the time a free quadroon. This was a term used to describe a person who had one quarter African or Aboriginal ancestry because this term is also used in Australia. So basically, that is a person with one African and or Aboriginal grandparent and three white grandparents. It is a mixed race person. Okay, so fun fact, which is not so fun. Do you remember how we talked about the term mulatto yes. on the Axeman case? This is where we get those terms from. Okay, because um, mulatto is someone who is biracial, uh, mm -hmm. someone who has one black parent and one white parent. So, essentially, what's happening here with, with terms like quadroon and mulatto is that a bunch of old racist white fucks came up with these terms to make themselves feel better about forcing African or Aboriginal people to be in relationships with them. Forcing? But I got really so lucky. Again, so, again, uh, I own you because you're part black. Kind of, but not really. I got really lucky. Um, I cannot remember the blog I found this on, but I found a blog from a black person who was talking about this, who had done a deep dive into the history. There was this thing called like a quadroon ball or whatever. What? Yeah, it's... Listen, um, to put it simply, a quadroon ball was essentially like a debutante ball, but it was mixed race women. Um, yeah, and it's not, it's worse than what you think it is. Okay, so. Uh, Can you call this, it a ball? Is it actually a ball? I will try and um, find the blog again. I forgot to write it down. Um, if you want more information about this stuff, go read the blog. But uh, yeah, I was lucky. I found a black woman's, I think it was a woman, I found a black person's blog who did like a deep dive into this type of stuff. I will try to find it. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> link it. <laughs> link the blog if you like miraculously read it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, relationships like this were actually legally binding contracts between most of the time white men and women of color. Like, very, very, very rarely would you find, like, a white woman uh, and a man of color because think about the time. Think about... They had no power. You know, even if this is, like, a super powerful white woman, it's not, like, the same type of dynamic, you know? So, these contractual agreements were drawn up in the presence of a notary public, and typically the woman in these relationships would be set up with a house and an income... And any children would be provided for financially by the white father. That is just like the bare basic bones of it. Hmm. Disgusting. And like, you literally own slaves. You are literally just... So now you own a prostitute. Not... Well, okay. It's like... Um, Not... Uh, what is it? A male order bride. Yeah. There we go. That's kind of what it reminds me that, of. That's, that's better... <laughs> so, in 1815, Sophie did give birth to a daughter. Her name was Delphine M.Z. McCarty. And the godparents were uh, Delphine, like LaLaurie, and her brother, Louis. Why? Why the fuck 
Was everybody just naming their kids the same fucking names as them? <laughs> Why? Because um, it's like today where everybody is an Amy or a Jessica or a, or a Tom or... No, just wait till I get into like... I believe it's her second wife that she had like all these fucking kids with. And wait till you hear their fucking names. I was... Second... Or second husband, oh, sorry. I'm like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, we, we, I knew I knew that lesbian couples were a thing. Gay yeah, couples were a thing yeah. back then, but <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, she had multiple husbands. My bad. Um, but this type of relationship uh, was a very common thing in her family. Several of the men in her family were known to be in relationships with quadroons. Free quadroons these people were never fucking free i'm sorry these women were never fucking free because you call, you are... them, you call them free why because you they aren't working in your plantation or exactly like you still look at these women and you think they are fucking lowest of low society but not too low for you to be in a relationship with well it's not an actual relationship no you're my fuck toy and you're gonna bear kids yeah there's some money Exactly. And at this point, you know, could he have one of these relationships and then marry another person on top of it? I'm not sure. Um, I didn't look that far into mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna have but to it is a it. legally binding contract, so... But to me, that's business. That's not... Right. Because um, you're paying them. And the the blog that I found did mention that, like... It wasn't always, like, like occasionally well, it was, yeah. like, I love you and you love me, like, but a lot of times most of it was that. Yeah. <sighs> Disgusting fucking people. Yeah. The entire fucking family. Now, Delphine had three husbands. Holy shit. Okay. <sighs> Husband number one. It depends on the source you look at. Some sources say that she was only 13, um, and some say that she was only 14 when she married her first husband. What? Think of the time. This is a prominent family. Ah, you're right. Uh, because, I, first of all, I would like to dispel that little myth about, like, oh, child marriage has always been, like, a thing. No, only for rich white people or, like, rich people. If you were, like, a peasant, your daughter was not getting married at 12 years old. That was not a fucking thing. <clears throat> So, her first husband was a 35-year-old Ramon Lopez Yangulo de la Candelaria. That's a fucking mouthful. (laughs) Uh, He was a high-ranking officer in the Spanish Royal Military. Okay. Um, And... (laughs) Her uncle knew him. (laughs) So... Uh, they were married by a bishop in a private ceremony on June 11th, 1800. In 1805, uh, Delphine was pregnant and became a widow. Okay, so... <laughs> Wait. So what? She's probably 18? Five, right? Ish. Well, if she's 13... Five years later. Then she's 18. If she was 14, then she's 19. Okay, so between 18 and 19. Yeah. Got it. I still don't like it, but... (laughs) Now, uh, basically what happened, okay, was Ramon had really just been pissing off the Spanish crown. Uh, (laughs) That's where he was from. He was from Spain. And the crown just decided they'd finally just had a fucking enough. So... They killed him. (laughs) No, not quite, but... (laughs) Um, 
So when he came to Louisiana from Spain, he was actually married. Sadly, on the ship, he lost his wife because it was a, like a long, grueling, oh, dangerous yeah. journey. Terrible. And she just didn't make it. So, so it's, it kind of seems as though he was just really pissed off at Spain. Um, and maybe he was harboring some bitterness and blaming the crown for the death of his wife. Because it was documented he had asked to wait a month to make that journey. And they said, nope. Yes. Ah. So a lot of people just kind of speculate that he asked to wait for more favorable conditions, like in a month when like seasons change or something like that. And they said, nope. And then his wife didn't make the journey. And so he was just not happy. Okay. So he decided to just go ahead and get a little rebellious. As you would do. Yeah. Yeah. The crown didn't like that. No. Really? I mean... The crown? I'm surprised. What? Okay, I was shocked. Shook it. (laughs) So, in retaliation, they began sending him, like, around the world. (laughs) uh, Effectively removing him from his very prominent position that he held. (laughs) Now, Delphine put a lot of effort into getting him pardoned and appointed as the Spanish consul to New Orleans under the American administration. Uh. To the point, right, where she wrote tons of letters and allegedly even went so far as to visit the queen to make this happen. The queen of Spain or the queen of... Queen of Spain, yeah. Ah, okay. However, on January 11th, 1805, a very pregnant Delphine was waiting for Ramon in Havana. So he was on his way back. Mm -hmm. And the plan was that they were going to meet in Havana and then they were going to go back to New Orleans together. So he boarded... Boarded? (laughs) He He, boarded. He has a whole ass border. (laughs) He boarded a ship in Bordeaux. But unfortunately, that ship hit a sandbar and Ramon was killed. Wait for it. Okay, because the kicker is it happened literally just off the shores of Havana. <laughs> what? What? So she's just, she's like, all right, he'll be here any minute. I think that's his boat. What the fuck happened? Where, where is he? Uh, Hello? I mean, like, it's not funny, but, like, none of these people sound like good fucking people, okay? He doesn't sound, like, that bad given, like, the time, but, like, you're a dumb shit, okay? Why the fuck You know what? I'm gonna blame the crowd for killing my wife. Let me just be a fucking dick to them. (sighs) Okay. I bet you something else happened, and that was just the... Mm. I wonder, I wonder if that was the cover-up story. I don't fucking know. The, the Spain, Spain fucking <laughs> probably did something. They were like, oh, no, he was just pissed. Ah, fuck him. Fuck him. Now, uh, very, and I mean very shortly after this, uh, Delphine gave birth to their daughter, Marie Delphine Francisca Borja Lopez y Angulo de la Candel- Candelaria. Okay. Oddly that enough, child. that baby was named partly after Ramon's dead wife. Well, I mean, that, that was sweet of her, I guess. I mean, was it her who chose that or was it him? 
I'm sure that it was probably something like that he both. really wanted, and she was yeah. like, oh, well, he's dead now, so I'll honor his wishes, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that, I guess. She hasn't been totally jaded yet, right? Yeah, not yet, <laughs> not really. Um, so, after she gave birth, she literally stayed, and remember, I said very shortly after. Yeah. <laughs> okay, after... She gave birth. She stayed in Havana just long enough to bury Ramon and have her daughter baptized. Oh. Literally, like, days after he died, she had this fucking baby. Oh, my God. Buried her, like, her now-dead husband, had her daughter baptized, fucking left. Bye, y'all. I'm out. Now, as a young widow and single mother, she returned to New Orleans... Only to find that it was no longer under Spanish or French rule because it was now under American rule. <laughs> like, it's not funny, but, like, it's kind of funny. Like, Karma's kind of a bitch, isn't she? I'm just saying. That's some, that's some fucking shit. <laughs> I bet you she was so mad. Oh, yeah. And, like, listen, do I feel bad for, like, young baby Delphine? Yeah, because, like, that shit's fucking rough, girl. But, like... Because now you're a widow and a single parent at 18, 19 years old. In, like, in the, the early 1800s. 1800s. Yeah. Good luck, but girlfriend. Like, you know. It's okay. She can move back home with her parents. Listen, I think the universe was just trying to tell us something from, from the very fucking start. Okay? Just gonna throw that out there. And then, now we come to husband number two. Okay, so March 19th of 1807... <clears throat> on her 20th birthday, just weeks after her mother had passed away. Oh, Jesus. Uh, she married Jean-Paul Blanc. Oh, La Blanc. <laughs> La Blanc. La Blanc. Um, he was an older Frenchman and a widower himself. Was he, uh, was he Hugh Hefner old? I don't know. Oh. I didn't look that far into it because he kind of grossed me out. Oh. Cool. Well, Hugh Hefner kind of grossed me out too, but <clears throat> anyways. <clears throat> so, he was also known to be a ruthless businessman. Um, he had been active in both the slave trade and politics. Um, and he was also a known associate, associate to the notorious pirate brothers, Jean and Pierre Lafitte. Lafitte? Is so it Lafitte? La well, it's... For real? That's just me giving it my best guess, okay? Lafite. <laughs> so Jess is all hopped up on her coffee. Yep. It finally hit. And the Twizzlers that I just ate. <laughs> now, being the businessman that he was known to be, he had, um, well, you know, he had a reason to want to be with Delphine. Uh, yeah. She had a lot of slaves. Oh, uh, no, just wait till you. Oh. My oh. mind does not comprehend some of this shit, okay? I'm sorry. So when her mother passed, uh -huh. she had split her, her estate up between her three children. Uh -huh. So Delphine inherited from her mother. This is just what she's getting from her mother. Okay. Okay. $33,007. Specifically seven. A, a plantation downtown on the bank of the Mississippi. 52 slaves, some livestock, and some farm equipment. Now, just bear with me, okay? Just keep bearing with me for a minute. From her father, Delphine and Blanc received, because remember, this is like the time of dowries and stuff. They received another plantation, 
They received property on Chartres Street? Chartres. I'm just going to go with it. 26 more slaves. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All together, the inheritance from her mother, the dowry, and the gifts from her father was worth well over, at this time, $2 million in 1807. Fun fact. I had to do some math for this. You better fucking appreciate it. You didn't just Google a calculator? I tried, and it just came up with, like, the conversion for, like, what $1 was in 1807 versus what it's worth today. Like, I tried. It was a funky one, so I had to do some math. Okay. Fun fact. $1 in 1807 today would be worth $26.02. Okay. So, just the money alone, that $33,000 that she received from her mother, today would be worth $858,842.14. Just that $33,000 today. Then, on top of all of that, because Blanc was this businessman... So he clearly had money of his own. He went on to purchase a two-story townhome on Royal and Conti, which was right next to the Bank of Louisiana, where he just so happened to be the director. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Where does one get that much fucking money? By being a shitty person, that's for sure. But, you know. Well, Cotton. Now that Cotton we know, is very lucrative. Yeah. Now that we know just how rich these fuckers are, by 1815, so they'd only been married for like eight, well, only, that's a long time, but they'd been married for eight years at this point. They yeah. had five kids together. <laughs> the oldest, well, okay, they had four kids together, but, you know, she had one from the previous, so they had five kids yeah. total, you know. The oldest one, of course, was Delphine's child from her previous marriage. Mm-hmm. And then the four with Blanc. This is where... Why? Just pick different fucking names for your fucking kid. Okay. You know what? Go ahead and read these four fucking names. Tell me this makes any fucking sense. Read them out loud. <laughs> Marie, Louis, Pauline. Louise, Marie, Laurie. Marie, Louise... Jeanet and Jean-Pierre Pauline Blanc. You guys, I promise there are other names in the fucking world. You don't just have to switch them around, okay? <laughs> I would be really, really great if uh, they had used just the same two names and every other kid was just plopped. <laughs> God damn. Damn Maybe it. add Why? an extra letter. <laughs> Why would you do that? Imagine they trying all, to yell at one of those kids. I bet you they all have fucking nicknames. Uh, hey, dumbass number one is, <laughs> and idiot number two, come here. Oh, man. So, yeah, I swear to God, there were different names. You could have chosen any other fucking names. I really like Peter. Peter's a good one. <laughs> No, I heard that Peters eat pumpkins. Ah, ah. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. 
anyways, I should stop now. <laughs> what about Jack? What is his? What isn't there a nursery rhyme with the Jack? Jack, in be nimble. Jack, be quick. Yeah. Jack, Jack jumped over the candlestick. <laughs> How do I not know any of these? And I'm a fucking toddler. <laughs> You're a toddler. I have a toddler. <laughs> sounded like you said, and I'm a fucking toddler. I have, I have a fucking toddler. I was laughing. <laughs> oh, good. We're at almost an hour, and I'm only on page six. <laughs> hey, that's a lot further than I thought we were. Yeah, same. Same, actually. That's almost halfway. Yeah, we. this might only be like uh, two parts. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. So, however... After, you know, they've had four kids together, they've got five kids total, they've got all this money. Um, not even a year after the Battle of New Orleans, <laughs> uh, Jean Blanc died at age 52. This ah. left Delphine to settle his estate, which consisted of... Oh my god, I don't even want to know. Okay. This man had debts that totaled over... Debts? How do you have debts and you have that much money? Do you not know anything about, like, rich people? Never mind. That was... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the look of just, like... <laughs> oh, you're right. My brain my brain works faster than it... <laughs> so, my irrational brain works faster than my rational brain. That's, I got you, I got you. That's what I'm trying you. to say. I'm still not totally awake. The the coffee did something, but I don't I don't think it did a lot of good. So he had debts that totaled over one hundred and sixty thousand dollars, which today <laughs> would be over two point five million. So I'm sorry, but if I had money I would never be in debt for anything. No. Fuck that. If no. I If I have money... No. And, oh, you want me to pay this? Okay. Well, yeah. But, like... Like, why? I... Why? Why? So, anyways. Now that... And they say that now the, that we know how poor, poor we debt. fucking are. <laughs> poor people take care of their money better than we... In order to keep her own personal property and assets, like the stuff that was gifted yeah. and left specifically to her she renounced all of their community property to the courts as well as forfeiting all of their mutual assets in 1816 and then she spent the next 10 years <laughs> auctioning off most of Blanc's property in an effort to pay off his debts I'd be pissed oh yeah because the debts that he had would have been enough to essentially wipe out her entire fortune I'd be fucking pissed uh, so she was just trying to save her fucking... Now, first of all, do you need that much fucking money? Sorry. She got Anyways. five kids. They're expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, this did include many of his slaves. She She's like, sold them. fucking buy. And she was even so desperate to pay off his debts that she herself... Bought one piece of his property at auction and some of his slaves. Now, there are records that show at this point that eight of these enslaved people that she now owned had died within a span of like four to five years. Most of them were children. 
and women of childbearing age, and the causes of death were all listed as unknown. Now, ah. does that mean anything more nefarious than slavery happened to them? Not necessarily, given the time. It could have been, like, infectious diseases. But I don't trust her. I'm not putting shit past her. Okay. Nah. So, as I said, his debt would have completely depleted her own wealth. But she just, like, was kind of, like, morbidly lucky because her father died in 1824. And remember, she had spent 10 years trying to auction this shit off to pay his debt. Her father died in 1824 and left a substantial inheritance to each of his children, which did include the daughter that he had with Sophie. He left her uh, $5,000 and two slaves. I mean... Well, there's something at least. Shit. Something for your troubles, I suppose. Husband number three. (laughs) So this is Dr. Louis LaLaurie. Okay, so this is where we get LaLaurie from. He was essentially just a chiropractor who came over from France. uh, And his mission was to... (laughs) Heal the world with chiropractic care. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're not wrong. He wanted to start a physician practice of destroying hunches. (laughs) No more hunchback Notre Dame's here. (sighs) So they initially met in 1825. um, But in 1826, one of Delphine's children needed to be straightened out. Um, she had, like, some back issues, like, some issues with her spine. So, you know, she, <laughs> she needed started to be getting straightened out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is when the romance begins, okay? Oh, my Lord. I don't want to pay for these services, so can we just get married so you can do them for free? Oh. Okay, bye. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> At this point, okay, in her life, Delphine is now 38 years old. And given this time period, she's now considered an older woman. Yeah. Who has two dead husbands and five kids. Yeah. But she's also considerably wealthy. So there's a lot of speculation surrounding their relationship. (laughs) One thing that is known for certain is that she got pregnant with his child out of wedlock. Ah! Which is a big no-no! So it wasn't until five months after this child, a son, was born, five months after he was born, that they made it legal in the eyes of the Catholic Church. So they (laughs) got married at the St. Louis Cathedral. And had to renounce their child. And then it was later discovered that the date of their marriage had been pushed back about six months. (gasps) Because again, having a child out of wedlock would have been very frowned upon in their high society circle that they were rolling in. Rolling in. <laughs> so, with all Just of that... Just have the church lie. It's yeah, fine. You know, the Catholic church that never lies or does anything wrong. Never. They are the true heroes. So, yeah. There was, in fact, a lot of speculation. Before they got married, though, <laughs> they went to a notary to negotiate their marriage contract. Because she is wealthy. He's just a chiropractor. Okay. <laughs> she is wealthy at this point. So, you know, before you get married, uh-huh. you got to get the property and finances all settled. Uh-huh. Duh. And then 
they headed over to the church. After that was all taken care of. You know. But the church was like, you got married six months ago. And the notary is like, bullshit. They got married like today. (laughs) It says so right here on the notary (laughs) that I just fucking did. Now, at 40 years old, Delphine is now married. Again. To her third husband. (laughs) And he's only 25. Damn, Cougar. Like, get it. (laughs) All right, I guess. Um, It's that money, though. Now, listen. He's like, okay, sugar mama. (laughs) This part, this, these next things I'm about to read make him seem like he just, like, got mixed up in something. Okay. You'll find out that's not the case. Oh. Okay. So, he's only 25 at this point. He's now a new father in a new country. And his wife is very wealthy. So there's already, like, this weird dynamic. How, okay, can I just say, how old, no, are any of her kids 20 yet? The first one. I don't do math, my guy. I just, I just picture this fucking 25-year-old <laughs> dude marrying this lady with five kids, and one of them is as old or older than him. Oh, and now... You have a son, like a, a brother, from yeah. this man who is yeah. your age or, or younger than you. Yeah, no, that's weird as shit. I'm, I, no, I did not look into that. I'm sorry. That's like all the stories you hear about, like, guys today. I only hear about guys. I don't hear about it from women, probably because I'm not looking for it. I don't fucking know. But I only ever hear about, like, 50-year-old men who have married, like, 20-year-old, 20-year-old women and, and then, now like, they've got kids that are fucking older than them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? What? It's fucking weird. <laughs> what? I can't. Um, fun fact. One of the kids, like, in my class, one of the guys I went to school with had an uncle <laughs> that was younger than him. Isn't that weird? And he's, like, my age. So we were, like, seniors in high school, and his uncle was, like, five. <laughs> Yeah. It's so fucking weird. I don't I don't get how family trees work sometimes. It's so weird. Yeah. Um however, at this point, there are archived letters written by friends that kind of indicate to us that this was not a very happy marriage. Oh, you don't say. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder you why. This old stuck up bitch and her money and her five kids. So they were they were known to fight, uh separate, then get back together. Yeah, it sounds right. You know. Jersey um, shoring it up. Yeah. <clears throat> now it it is in some of these letters that we really begin to see early mentions of Delphine's cruelty to her slaves. Um, and listen, as I was doing my research, this part just pissed me the fuck off. Okay, because um, one of the sources was like, it's worth noting that she was not known to be mean to slave or like extra cruel to slaves or however they phrased it until she met him. I don't give a fuck. That's not worth noting. I don't give a flying fuck. Fuck off. It's not worth noting. I'm still being mean. Fuck, dude. So, in 1831, uh, Delphine purchased the lots on Royal and Hospital, which is now um, Governor Nichols. Like, that's the new name of it. And it was this area that would later become the infamous haunted LaLaurie Mansion. Ah, the one that I always see pictures of. 
So this big, lavish mansion apparently was not enough to fix their marriage. You don't say. What? You mean five extra rooms and... Uh... <laughs> you never have to see me, um, but like... You know. We're still married. I'm still not happy, so fuck you, I guess. <laughs> you get that side of the house, I get this side of the house. We don't even have to eat together. There's probably three kitchens. Yeah, literally. <laughs> now, on November 16th of 1832, this just cracks me up the way it's worded. Okay. She petitioned the courts for a separation from the bed and board of her husband. The bed and board of her husband. <laughs> Babes, she's paying for his ass. Like the fuck, <laughs> cracks me up. However, <laughs> her claims were that he had treated her in. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just cracks me up. It's so goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> he had treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable. What? <laughs> I just, I can't fucking. What? Remember. It cracks me up. He, oh he looked God. at me funny, and I can't, I can't live with him anymore. I, what does that even mean? He treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable. What the fuck does that even mean, my dudes? Well, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> so Rendered. she also said he had beaten her in front of witnesses, and then five months later, he basically just said, fuck it. He acquiesced. <clears throat> And consented. Uh, so he moved permanently into his newly acquired residence in Plaquemines Parish. <laughs> He's like, bye. He was like, ah, I don't give a fuck. But they weren't actually totally separated. Because um, now we're going to talk about the fire that broke out in the Lori mansion. And he was living with her. My brain kind of just broke at this point. I was so fucking confused. What? Like, you moved permanently to a different house, but you're still living with her in this mansion. Maybe it was, maybe it was, uh, um, in the in-between. Oh, um, no, I don't think so. No. Um, yeah, uh, I'll just tell you. Okay, oh, okay. so April 10th of 1834, okay, uh -huh. a fire breaks out in the LaLaurie mansion. Um, and it started in the kitchen. So when the fire began, right, yeah. people went to go help. They saw the LaLauries running out of their house with, like, valuables. So th these people were going to help them get these valuables to safekeeping in case the fire began to spread. So <laughs> after these people arrived and began to help, um, one of the next people to arrive was a judge uh, named Jacques-Francois Canangi. <laughs> Sure. Kanani? 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 I'm just going to call him Jacques. Judge yes. Jacques. Judge Jacques. So, Jacques. the people who had arrived before him kind of began to tell him about some bonds people being held uh, captive in the home. What? So he confronted Dr. LaLaurie, you know, Louis, the man who, like, moved to Away. a different home. Judge Jacques confronted him about it and asked politely to have the slaves removed and taken to safety. And the doctor's response? Uh, I saw a couple of them. <laughs> Basically, uh, they were both a big fuck you 
go fuck yourself. Okay, so the first response was a very insolent, some people had better stay at home rather than come to others' houses to dictate laws and meddle with other people's business. Oh. I'm asking you simply to not let these slaves in your home be burned to death. That fuck. The other response that I saw listed in a couple of sources was, there are those who would be better employed if they would attend to their own affairs instead of officiously intermeddling with the concerns of other people. Oh. So again, both a big fuck you, uh-huh. <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> uh, so at this point, the fire is now, in fact, beginning to spread. Uh, so the judge just decided, you know what, fuck you then, and gave orders to break down the doors so the slaves could be rescued. Good on him. What did they find when they busted down the doors? So, um, I don't know if this part specifically needs a trigger warning, but I will just give one. I think I know where you're going with this, because well, I saw I saw some stuff when I was looking for story, yeah. ghost stories. So, I'm reading the quote from the newspaper here. Okay. Seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated... And then, listen, it's like a a modified quote. Basically, there's like more, but dot, dot, dot. Uh, Suspended by the neck with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. Yeah. Now, another quote uh, was their bodies covered with scars and loaded with chains. Mm -hmm. And the slaves themselves said that they had been there for months. Mm Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've, uh, yeah, that's not pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the judge, Judge Jacques, um, actually deposed to a statement. And in, in case you, like, don't quite know what a, what that is, a deposition literally just means a witness has sworn out of court, uh, like a testimony. So it's used to gather information. Yeah. So basically, like... <laughs> He was swearing, like, this is what he saw, this is what they found, da 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 And so he actually deposed to having found a negress wearing an iron collar and an old Negro woman who had received a very deep wound on her head who was too weak to be able to walk. Mm-hmm. I do get more into this stuff later, so there will be another trigger warning, but this is only page 10 of the notes, Okay. So sorry, guys. There was a version of the story that circulated in 1836 that added that the slaves were emaciated. They showed signs of being flayed with a whip. And in case you don't know what that means, flaying someone is like removing part. They had open wounds from a whip is what that's saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. This article or this version of the story, whatever you want to call it, also stated that they were bound in restrictive postures and that they were wearing spiked iron collars, which kept their heads in static positions. So mm-hmm. they were not able to move their heads. It was kind of like the Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Now, when the police and the fire marshals arrived on the scene, they found the cook, who was a 70-year-old woman, yeah. and she was chained to the stove by her ankle. Yep. She said she had set the fire as a suicide attempt because she feared being punished by Madame LaLaurie. And she told them that slaves who were taken to the uppermost room never came back. Yep. So now I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. 
between 1831 and 1834, there are some mixed accounts about how she treated the slaves. Some people claimed that the slaves were observed to be singularly haggard and wretched. Um, however, many people claimed that in public appearances, she was generally polite to black people and like very concerned with the health of the slaves. Yeah, that means nothing to me. Vision to uphold or whatever. Yeah. Like that's why that that little part right there means nothing to me. Oh, you seem so nice to say I don't give a fuck. You ain't nice. You're nice in public when people can see you and it benefits you. Exactly. But, it's all a little game to you. Um behind closed doors you're a fucking monster. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. According to funeral registers, like actual funeral registers, 12 slaves died at the Royal Street Mansion between 1830 and 1834. The causes of death are not mentioned. Again, given the time period, it could have easily been infectious infectious diseases. My mouth and brain are not cooperating today. Join the club. I could not find the other eight names, but I did find four of the names of the 12 that died. Unfortunately, it was a mother and her four children. But the 12 that died, this is going to be a pretty big trigger warning. Okay, so of those 12 people, the ones that I was able, I said could not find the other eight names. I found five names, so I could not find seven right (laughs) yes whatever so listen (laughs) they found um or according to the funeral registers uh bonnie age 30 was a cook and a laundress and then her four children juliet who was age 13 and it gets worse from here i'm so sorry yeah florence who was age 10 Jules, who was age six, and Leontine, who was only aged four. Leontine. Oh, what a cute name. I know. See, bitch, there was more names. (laughs) I guess only um, non-garbage people get the other names. Yeah. Um, And again, I couldn't find the rest of the names listed on the funeral registers. But there are also court records at the time that show, listen, again, this means nothing to me. This is all fucking game to her. It's all holding up appearances. I don't give a fuck. But there are court records at the time that show that she did free two of her slaves, Jean-Louis in 1819 and Da Vince in 1832. But Why? It's all fucking game. She's just got to keep up appearances. I don't See, look, know. I'm so nice. I got, I let these two go, and I, I performed horrible things and experiments and tortures on the rest of them. So. Well, I'm like, I literally have in my notes. It just strikes me as odd that she would do this because public rumors about her mistreatment of slaves on her property were so widespread. A mm. lawyer was sent to her home to remind her of the laws for the upkeep of slaves. (laughs) Now, we're talking the South, and in my research, um, Louisiana apparently was like one of, 
or the only southern state that had laws for like the treatment of slaves but again they're not like i mean they're not life-changing no it's literally like um and it's you they have to have somewhere to sleep yeah and literally the abuse and mistreatment is just so normalized in the communities that oh yeah these laws are really doing something is basically what i'm trying to say (laughs) during this visit the lawyer did not find any evidence of wrongdoing or mistreatment of slaves by LaLaurie. Now, I wonder, <laughs> to me that doesn't mean shit, because <laughs> did, you, did you really not find any signs, or are you also just a racist piece of shit? That and, uh, oh, here is $1,000, you didn't see anything. Exactly. So, that means nothing to me. There were other stories of her cruelty like being spread among the residents. However, listen, I'm the type of person who has to give you all of the information and allow you to come to your own conclusions about the information that I have given you. We appreciate that. So, these other stories of her cruelty that were being, like, spread amongst, you know, the community were in 1836, not at the time that it was actually happening. So one would wonder why wait so long to bring it all up, but also... She just didn't piss off the right person. Yeah, and I... Listen, I'm not putting anything past her. I, like I said, just think it's important for people to come to their own conclusions and have all the facts before they do so, to the best of my abilities. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Among these other stories that were being circulated in 1836, after the visit of the lawyer, one of LaLaurie's neighbors saw an eight-year-old slave girl fall to her death from the roof of the mansion. Yeah. Um, this, this poor girl was just trying to avoid punishment from LaLaurie, uh, who was holding a whip, and then her body was buried on the grounds of the mansion. Yeah. I knew that one was coming, and I just, it's still, Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure, at least in what I remember hearing about it, she, like, was chasing this girl around the property, like, yelling at her. Or is that a different one? Hold on. Hold on. So, in 1945, so now we're in 1945, right? A woman named... Jean, Jean, I don't know, Jeanne de Levine, okay, um, she gave an account that the child's age was actually 12, and her name was Leah or Leia, and after this account, many writers gave the reason for this incident as Leah had been brushing Delphine's hair and caught a snag. So, you know, the obvious reaction is to grab a whip and chase her well yeah until she throws herself off of the building that's what you do when you have fear instilled into your slaves yeah now while those accounts were being circulated in 1836 that incident did lead to an investigation of the lalories like at the time yeah but like why was I don't know. I I don't know. Okay. 
they were found guilty of illegal cruelty, um, and they were forced to forfeit nine slaves of their household. Oh, nine out of her fucking, what, 50? Doesn't matter, because unfortunately, she bought them back. Yeah. By using an intermediary relative. Had a feeling. So, I don't even want to know what happened to those. Uh, They got taken to the upstairs. Yeah. And were experimented on and never seen again. So, there were also stories that LaLaurie beat her daughters when they attempted to feed the slaves or show them any type of kindness. And, so do you remember the police and the fire marshals? Yeah. And they, like, came in. They arrived on the scene of the fire and they came in. What the fuck's going on? And they found who? Who was the first person they encountered? The one at the the cook at the stove, right? The 70-year-old cook who had been chained to the to the stove. There were rumors that she kept her cook chained to the kitchen stove, floating around long before the fire. Yeah. And we can stop there. End of part one. And we will come back and finish talking about the um, fire. Yeah, so the next episode is going to be a little bit It's a little more bit. trigger warning. Yeah. Because uh, it yeah, gets a little... Listen, my next topic, I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's not done yet and I can't record it tonight. But my next topic is one that I, I it's super fun. I'm super excited about it because okay, it's cool. actually just something that's like fun. Yay. And it's not like, because, you know, I was like, oh, haunted, haunted roads are fun. <laughs> Melon heads are fun. This is something that's actually just fun to me. Okay. And yeah, listen, you'll see. And next week you'll see. Well, Great. Jess, we'll see next week. Yeah. Listeners won't, but whatever. Right. It's fine. All gone. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's it. This is fun. definitely not a fun one. This is a super heavy one, actually. So. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's we got to do them. Because these well, are the ones I that mean, people know about. Yeah. And, and that's the point of our show. So. <laughs> Are you laughing at the face? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, every time we do, like, the the thumbs up, like, I'm I'm hurting smile, uh, or I'm uncomfortable smile, I'm always like, I wish that people could see it. But then I'm like, no, because I look like trash, and I don't want people to see me. I just, like, I know when I do this, I just look <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> It's because my bottom lip totally just disappears. It goes... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. Yeah. Fun. Fun, fun, yep. fun, 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 yep. fun. Um, oh, God, let's, uh, 9.45, let's run to the store and get some stuff to keep our asses Awake. semi-functioning. Okay. <laughs> and some Taco Bell, maybe. We'll see. Well, Taco Bell or store. We'll, we'll decide. We'll decide. We'll decide once we get in the car. Mm-hmm. Fine. Womp womp news. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what our host site did, but we were so close. 
and now we have been teetering between 80 and 90 for the past two weeks. Which is still so weird to me. And I don't understand. Because none of our other numbers are changing. The only thing that I can think of that I, when I was looking at my computer at it, because you can see it more stuff on yeah. the computer versus the app, is that our Spotify listeners and our Apple listeners are now almost identical. So I'm wondering if people switched from Spotify to Apple. So we still have the same amount of people, but they're just on a different Different. platform, which makes sense. And we're not telling you, you have to listen on Spotify. It's, it is what it is. We We are, we um, were just really confused as to how we went from 98 and four hours later, we were at 87 or 86 and we're like, what the fuck happened? Right. But I think that's what um, happened. So the person who sent us the email about, like, what was it, Podmatch or whatever? Oh, listen, we read your email. We are, um, we are talking about questions that we maybe want to ask you because you said you're a fellow podcaster, so. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, are yeah. hoping that you can the, maybe help us the with email, some things. The email is... The email is starred. We, we read it. We yes. just have not seen each other to talk about it. Yeah. So, so. Uh, we will be emailing you at some point. And uh, anyway, I'll probably cut most of this out because fucking who wants to listen to us ramble about our fucking analytics and bullshit. Uh, anyway. Oh, um, we are, I think, genuinely considering Patreon. starting a Patreon or like a coffee or coffee or whatever um something along those lines yeah we have like a lot of bloopers and we yeah i have like fact i um, have like four or five blooper reel files and they each have like five or six bloopers did you um ever figure out what happened to the very first episode we recorded um i think i have it still okay yeah fun fact the very first episode that we ever recorded Uh uh-huh we never uh, released it. Never released because the microphones we had were absolute garbage. Um, Fucking garbage. But we just think it would like be, first of all, we just think people would find it interesting. But we also think it would just be fucking hilarious. If we could finally release yes. it. But to the people that want to listen to it. So uh, when we figure out the tears, we'll let you know. But yeah. that'll probably be on the, like the, like five or ten dollar tier i would assume yeah the bloopers will be like the shorter ones will we'll, we'll talk about it yeah it, we'll it figure is, it, it out we'll, we'll, we'll do maybe, our best to keep you, you know updated. once we get some of this stuff going we can start designing merchandise we can start small we can do pins and like lanyards and well listen shit. We could start making stickers right now. I have a perfect idea for a motherfucking sticker, okay? Oh, it could fuck say, yeah. Fun Facts with Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <sighs> um, yeah, so anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Yes, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. And all the things, email us. All yeah, the links email. are in the link tree on Instagram, or I put all of the social media tags yes. and the email in the show notes. And I've bolded and italicized them now so they, okay. they stand out. I'm just, I'm slow. <laughs> I That was the thing uh, I could have been doing this whole time, and it just dawned on me now at well, episode like 
15 literally neither one of us has been functioning properly this whole fucking time so (laughs) (laughs) it's it's fucking true though but here we are so yeah you know hi how are (laughs) you come along the struggle bus with us um we strive to be relatable. That is all we yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. All right. Bye. I want food. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.